This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, Bruce Claggett with you in for jazz as we head right into the weekend. 2023 and Elon Musk. Yeah, what a job he did with social media, right? Uh, changing Twitter to X. And here's a new poll, and it involves Canadians and some of our opinions on this and other forms, other platforms of social media. But uh, we definitely believe that Elon Musk is delivering a worse social media experience. Also, according to Research Co., extremism, fake news, toxicity, those are among the top reasons Canadians cite for poor experiences on social media platforms right across the board. We're not having a good time with it. Let's bring in Mario Kinseiko, pollster, president of Research Co. Mario, thanks so much for uh, being with us. What about social media? It used to be so much fun. <laughs> it started off great, didn't it? You know, we've been tracking these questions every couple of years, and we see this time a significant proportion of Canadian social media users who say that their experience is not as good as it used to be. Uh, negative momentum for Facebook, 23% of people saying it's worse than it used to be. Uh, but the lowest numbers are for X, formerly known as Twitter. 30% of users say that their experience is worse now than it was last year. So those are the two main platforms. We've seen a lot of discussion about what could come after Facebook or X are no longer with us. And we still see a lot of Canadians who are dissatisfied with their experience when they think about how these platforms used to work just a few months ago. Yeah, we know that Elon Musk, uh, of course, is now the owner of X. And for such a genius, he's an out-and-out idiot. Uh, I don't know where his branding ideas came from, but uh, to my knowledge or to the way I look at it, what X has become is nothing near what Twitter was before. And Twitter itself was having some problems last year and the year before. What's going on here and what do Canadians think about that? Well, when we ask people why their experience is worse now than it was last year, uh, 5% of them uh, mention Elon Musk by name. So you definitely have a lot of Twitter users who are dissatisfied, who are thinking about how the platform used to operate and they're essentially blaming him for it. Uh, Facebook doesn't come across unscathed either. You know, 5% of people say one of the things that is making it harder for me to enjoy social media is the absence of news from Canada. We have the situation related to news from Canada being inaccessible, and that is leading people to no longer go on Facebook for their news. Um, but the top four reasons cited by people uh, who are dissatisfied with the state of social media are extremism, fake news, toxicity, and advertising. And obviously, this is uh, something that is directly connected with the way in which some of the algorithms have been working, the type of stories that you're getting, and certainly making it more complicated for people to do what we were supposed to be doing in social media, which was make friends. Uh, now we have this uh, feeds full of people who we no longer know, uh, choosing the content that we maybe don't want to be exposed to, and it's making our experience worse than it was just a year ago. You know, it's interesting, and I, I'm glad that the three were identified. 
extremism, fake news, and advertising. Because I think that there have been increases in all of those over the last little bit. Let's take a look at the first one. Extremism. What are Canadians saying? Well, the one thing that really comes across when we're looking at this open-ended question is I don't want to be exposed to this type of content, uh, um, partly because it's no longer about making yourself heard or being in touch with other ideas. It's essentially this person is good, this person is bad. Um, It's something that we saw developing in the United States during the 2016 presidential election. Um, It's still creeping into the way in which we communicate. And even though we're not expected to have a federal election this year, we're starting to see a little bit of that movement, a little bit of that situation where you have somebody who is branding the other side as the most terrible thing that could happen, uh, depending on which of the two main political parties you support. And it's the kind of thing that we saw in the United Kingdom during Brexit. We've seen it consistently in the United States, which is a lot easier because of the two-party system, but it's starting to get there. And this used to be a platform where you could discuss certain things, expose people to certain links, and have a nice conversation about what was happening in the world or in the country. Um, When we ask Canadians, they're saying, no, it's become significantly more extreme and it's not something that I'm enjoying. And that slides right into the next one, which is this notion of fake news. And you mentioned this. We do know that there are there has been the move away from real news. We got rid of that. Uh, the Canadian news stories appearing on Facebook. So was that what they were referring to as fake news, many of them? Or is something else now still existing where real news, the Canadian news that's produced by journalists, has disappeared? What's going on? There's a couple of things that play with each other when we look at the findings related to fake news. We continue to see a significant proportion of Canadians who tell us that they were exposed to fake news over the past year. 37% of social media users say, yeah, I ran into a link that was fake news. Um, The numbers are significantly higher with the 18 to 34 demographic at 45% and lower with the 55 and overs at 29%. Now, this doesn't mean that the over 55s are not exposed to fake news. They're having a harder time discerning what is real from what is fake. And one of the problems that we see, especially in the new X, this notion of having those community notes where everybody's rating whether something is real or not, it has reverted us to the Wikipedia of the early 21st century, where everybody's just fighting each other and writing things and somebody's going to come in there and say, no, that's not true. It's not a tool that has been used well. And it's making things even more complicated because now you have people with a vested interest telling us that something isn't real when it might be, or those who are telling us that something is fake when it probably isn't. Okay, now advertising. I don't think anyone says, I love ads. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about the legacy media or new media. But is this something different altogether when they're talking about the ads that are appearing right across the different platforms? It's very different. What we have is a significant amount of complaints, not because the ads are there. I think we've now grown accustomed to something like this, especially if you're somebody who uh, watches videos on YouTube. You're going to hold on for those five or 10 seconds and see what they're trying to sell you. The problem that we're having on Facebook and on Twitter, and this comes across when we ask Canadians, is the type of content that is there. A lot of things related to dropshipping, even some pornographic content that residents have been complaining about. Um, So the algorithm is, is essentially playing with things. 
and it's showing you uh, certain ideas that you maybe don't want to be exposed to. And this is part of the problem when you turn to the algorithm for doing something. You might be researching a specific story about extremism for for the sake of argument, and, and you click on something, it doesn't mean that you are going to be wanting to be exposed to everything that is coming out of extremism. And that is one of the problems that we're having with the algorithm. It used to be something that directed us to stories we didn't want to see. Now it's directing us to ads uh, for things that we are definitely not interested in buying. Yeah, the other one in here that I think is different than extremism is toxicity. What are we talking about here? What we have is a situation where we can no longer discuss things with each other. Uh, the notion that if you point something out or you're criticizing a specific politician, somebody's going to come out and within the next couple of sentences, it's going to turn into something toxic. You know, you're somebody who's in love with a specific politician or you're somebody who's in bed with so-and-so. And the level of discourse that we used to have in the early stages of Twitter is now gone. You know, you can no longer have that type of discussion with somebody. And one of the reasons for this to be so toxic is the, the, the anonymity. You know, we have a majority of social media users who say we should be relying on our, on our own names, our own pictures, if we want to comment on something. There are so many accounts out there from the Avenger of whatever who claims to have information about Justin Trudeau, Donald Trump, and whoever else it is. And this is the type of situation that you're getting into. You don't even know who you're discussing things with, and it can become toxic quite quickly. I'm Bruce Claggett with you on this Friday afternoon. The guest is Mario Canseco. We're talking about the newest research called Poll on social media. Here are a couple numbers just pulling them out. You found links to stories on current affairs that were obviously fake, 37% of Canadians. You posted something on social media that you deleted after thinking twice about it, 32%. That's like a third of us. And then there's this. You found racist content or comments on social media, 27% of Canadians here. Your calls at 604-280-9898. Let's go to Langley and Adam. Good afternoon, Adam. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, thank um, you for calling. I would, I would definitely agree my social uh, media experience has decreased this year, but for me, my main ones are definitely the censorship of news that the government implemented was a big one to me that I didn't like. Um, but I kind of like what Elon Musk has done in sort of balancing the playground on, on X, getting rid of bots and stuff, and sort of equaling out the playing ground from political discourse there, I think, has been positive. Appreciate the call there, Adam. Uh, your thoughts, Mario? Um, it's an interesting dilemma because it's different from how it used to be. I think one of the things that we didn't get when we talked to Canadians who are dissatisfied with X or with Facebook was bots. Uh, there was barely a mention about bots. So this is something that has to be seems to be going a little bit better than it used to. Uh, it has been supplanted in a way for, with the advertising complaints. So you, you win some, you lose some. I think that's pretty much the message that we're getting from the social media users. Yeah, I suspect he's losing a lot more than he is winning, but bots, perhaps, perhaps there are fewer of them. Let's go to Tanya and Siri. Hi, Tanya. Hi. I'm just calling also about Twitter. I'm old. It's still Twitter to me. But, yeah, there's a lot of uh, fighting that goes on on there. Like, I live in a different world, the conspiratorial world, right, where you say it's uh, fake information. And because of that, I actually go to source. Every time there's a story, I look up the guy that lives in 
Botswana, believe it or not, and start talking to him about what they've issued back there. I've got doctor and nurses friends all around the world because I have to make sure my sources are accurate. But people still come at you. Like, even though I go, yeah, no, I've researched. Yeah, I've talked to the person, right? And they're still at you. Like, no, it's just information. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. People really want to back up and double down on their opinions. Um, and sometimes that creates fights between people that would otherwise be friendly. We're seeing more of that. Not less, aren't we? Thanks for the call, by the way, Tanya. Uh, Mario, what do you think? It's happening in other parts uh, of news coverage that it, uh, that where it used to be completely different. And the example that I would cite is the discussions that we had over the past three months over Corey Perry playing for the Chicago Blackhawks. The amount of craziness that was discussed on social media related to his absence from the team Uh, was so intense that the team had to come out and say, everything that you're saying is not true. Uh, We've never seen anything like that in sports. So that really speaks about how one message can just resonate completely and be shared widely before somebody has to say, wait a minute, this had nothing to do with, you know, Corey Perry's absence from the team. And we have to come out and say that it didn't uh, because the rumor spread uh, significantly wide, widely. Yeah, I appreciate the call on that one. You know, it's also one where I wonder whatever happened to things like context and scope. It seems like some of the stories or opinions are on issues that really don't have to be as big as they are. But that's just my take. Uh, In Richmond, Greg. Good afternoon, Greg. Well, hi there, gentlemen. Uh, I don't do Twitter. Uh, I've seen all the stuff and I just don't want to get involved i do facebook cora there's a couple others that i sort of look at but what i see is i guess it's russia north korea china whatever the the bots they're trying to divide us and that is especially like down in the states that is their wet dream a divided america if they can do that then you know divide and conquer it's the oldest trick in the book and i just see people they're, they're talking the way they talk about their fellow Americans, and in some cases, the fellow Canadians, you know, and they, 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 they call them names, they, they, their, their attitude towards them. I've known Greg, them I think there. I have to agree with you uh, just for time. I'm going to cut it there. But I think your comments are important, especially as we head into 2024, which is going to be an election year south of the border. There's so much more here to talk about. It's an interesting poll, and I thank you, Mario, for coming on to talk about it. All the best to you again in 2024. Thank you, Bruce.